0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is uh, kind of part two of an unofficial Awesome Movie Year week. Uh, I, of course, just had Awesome Movie Year co-host Josh Bell on the episode on Sella and the Spades, so make sure to check that one out if you haven't yet. And now I've got his cohort, Jason Harris, to talk about Banana Split, which is a really great uh teen comedy kind of movie that quite frankly we both liked a lot more than Smart, which is a movie that it had a lot of similarities to and that we will get into as we get into this conversation. So this is definitely a little bit of an under the radar release. I do encourage you to go seek it out. Watch it. It's a great movie and then uh, listen to this great conversation we have. We get into a lot of good puzzle pieces and uh, it's a fun one. So before you get into it Make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you left us five stars. Also, make sure to check out Awesome Movie Year while you're at it. And you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces and uh otherwise i hope you enjoyed this episode like i said make sure to seek this one out it's a it's a smaller indie film it's out on vod and uh, i i hadn't even heard of it until it came to my attention through our mutual friend josh bell and i'm glad i watched it and i'm glad we're talking about it so enjoy the conversation
1: sweet so you're good yeah ready to go baby
0: I'm thinking about keeping that in the uh, episode, but uh, with, <laughs> with me today is Jason Harris. We're talking about banana split. Jason, how's it going, man?
1: I'm doing well, Dave. Finally, I have persevered and uh, have gotten through all the walls you have put up to have me back on piecing it together. <laughs> Keep seeing you have all these other bums on,
0: uh-huh.
1: and then it's like, let's get to the meat, Baby.
0: I love that I, I opened up the uh opened up the floor to, to older movies as well. I mean, there's just so much that we could cover and yeah, I still can't seem to find room for poor Jason Harris. I'm such a mean guy, aren't I?
1: That's okay. We can, you know, we'll you know I think we'll find another movie after this. There's so many movies
0: out there. I know? think we will. I think we will. And, it,
1: <laughs> and as we learned last year from Parasite Other countries make movies.
0: They do. They do. There are a (laughs) lot of movies out there, all different (laughs) kinds. Uh, Well, I want to ask something I've been asking most most of my guests lately uh, when we kick these things off. Is this movie Banana Split? Where did you find out about it? How did it get on your radar? Uh, And what made you think that you would want to maybe talk about it here on the show?
1: I like these questions. So... Where did I find out about it? I heard about it through my uh dear bestie there Josh Bell, my co-host mm. from Awesome Movie Year. And um you know, we talk about all types of movies, but we both have an affinity for like these kind of um I guess you would call them like girl buddy films, you know? Like sure. you and I have talked about it in the past cuz we did the Book Smart episode. So Yeah, yeah. I like buddy movies in general and I really like it when they're uh, I've Two well-written women, because as a man, I think that's a um, a very, you know, and a writer, it's tougher to write women for me than it is to write men, you know, but I love seeing fully fleshed out characters. And of course, that was one of the problems I had with Booksmart is sure those two characters, while they were fleshed out, I didn't think anything around them was. So um, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because this is like an anti-Booksmart to me, because I really love this movie. And um, we trash Booksmart. We kind of did, yeah. <laughs> so, so I want I want people to uh, I want to celebrate a uh, a female buddy movie that um, that does all the things right that I think Booksmart did wrong.
0: I think that is exactly where we'll kick it off. Um, I, and I also found out about it from Josh. I I certainly was not on my radar. It's weird. This movie it's listed as a 2018 movie, but then it came out in some festivals, I think in 2019 and now it's listed as a 2020 movie. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's has a weird uh, shelf life, I guess, but uh, I I was glad to watch it though. I mean, it, it, like you said, it is great. And uh, it, it, (laughs) <laughs> it really does. I, I do think Booksmart is the uh the puzzle piece we should kick it off with. We should I'm sure, you know, we both have it on our list, so we might as well just start with it. Uh we really did give Booksmart a little bit of a, a trashing whereas most film podcasters and film critics seem to really really connect with Booksmart and love it. Uh and both of us both of us really didn't buy into it.
1: I didn't buy into it. Um I'll say a few things that I thought um, were done really well in Banana Split, which I don't know why it wouldn't get the same amount of attention. I guess, you know, the stars aren't as big, or, you know, Olivia Wilde didn't direct it. It's, but, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, and I was critical of Olivia Wilde. I thought she was showing off a lot of camera tricks that didn't add to the story. It was, like, literally, like, hey, look at this cool thing that I can do with the camera. Right. Whereas I thought this film the camera movements and the tricks that were used, like the style totally enhanced the movie. And you Mm -hmm. see that. um, And the director, Benjamin Kasulki, Have you ever heard of him, Dave? I had not. No. Me neither. But like, I was thinking like right from the bat, when you see this kind of um, relationship start, you know, um, uh, between uh, Hannah Marks's character and the boyfriend that comes In between the two girls, like they show this this awesome like two-year relationship in like two minutes, and it's really stylized. And Mm -hmm. then we see it again. By the way, this is his first film that he it is first first
0: feature, 73 cinematographer credits though on IMTP.
1: Yeah, so that's maybe that's it. He that's why he moved the camera so purposefully, you know. So so I thought that was done. The style really added to it instead of didn't take me away from it. And then mm-hmm. they had that one kind of like BFF character, you know, um, uh, that Luke Spencer Roberts played Ben. Yeah. Um, and whereas I thought that kind of roving character in, uh, book smart, like was just like, yeah, it's kind of a cool idea, but she never serves a purpose. Here, he serves a complete purpose, you know? Yeah,
0: and and I, I did like that character in Booksmart. That was my, my favorite part of the movie, but at the same time, I you're right, it didn't really serve a purpose other than some throwaway gags and stuff like that, whereas here, he's an integral part of the story, and, and I think the main thing for me specifically is I just, I don't really enjoy the main relationship in Booksmart as much as I do here. You know, and I, I think that this this friendship really kind of, even though it comes from this weird place, it comes from a very real feeling place.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting because, I, you know, when we we're putting puzzle pieces together, like this one is tough in that this is such an original take on it. Basically, Hannah Marks and Liana Liberato play April and Clara. Mm-hmm. And Hannah Marks was dating Nick, Dylan Sprouse. They break up and then... Clara starts dating Nick and then April and Clara start having this secret friendship that they never tell Nick about. And it becomes like, uh, at one point a rivalry, but this friendship is there's so much love between the two of them. Yeah. Like it really shines. These two are great. And, um, I know, um, we've seen a good amount of Hannah Marks and I'm excited to see what she keeps doing, but I thought they were both Both the female leads were awesome, and um, yeah, this was and Hannah Marks co-wrote it too. So she did. Yeah, really, really excited to see what these actors, what this creative team does next.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, I'm gonna jump into another puzzle piece here. I think uh, we'll probably end up bringing up Booksmart again at some point, but I I think the main points of the comparison there and why we like this more than that, I think we just kind of we kind of dug through there, but. Something you mentioned, though, uh, just a little bit ago, is that whole opening where we go through the relationship in a few minutes. And it reminded me a lot of the opening of Up, the Pixar movie. And so I was going to use that for my next puzzle piece. Uh, Obviously a very different movie otherwise, but uh, it's a really great condensed version of what a relationship that goes up and up and up into its highs and highs of the best of what a relationship could be to the lows and lows of that breakup and the fallout and all of that. And I just thought it was really well done and a great way to open the movie. Just like, I mean, up, that's just
1: such a classic moment in that movie. I didn't think of that, but that, that's really good. I think. And, and that sequence and up, which I think is like 11 minutes or something mm-hmm. is A perfect 11 minutes of cinema like oh my god yeah you can't get any better than that what that did and like how emotional like i just watched up again recently with my daughter and i'm pretty sure i was crying at that point you know (laughs) it's impossible not to it's so perfect it's that is a perfect piece of filmmaking you know so i really like that as a puzzle piece dave awesome very
0: good well uh why don't we jump to your next one then
1: okay so well, so I knew we were going to talk about Smart, so I didn't actually make it a puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. So really what I was trying to do is look at different relationships and different friendships and different rivalries and um, kind of go there. So the first one I thought of was Ghost World.
0: Nice. Uh, Terry
1: Zwigoff's movie from maybe 2001 with uh, Thora Birch and um, Scarlett Johansson and they're these kind of indie hipsters whose friendship is so specific. Just like kind of these characters, friendship is so specific. And then as Thora Birch gets more involved with Steve Buscemi's life and his romantic dealings, it leads to a little fallout. So you do have that kind of connection. But um, that's a great movie. And it's probably, I would say, a lost classic at this time. It got a lot of good publicity at an Oscar nomination for adapted screenplay. But, um, man, I got to go back and rewatch Ghost World is what I'm telling you.
0: I feel like Ghost World would make a great uh, cult classic episode for a 2001 season of Awesome Movie or for sure.
1: I think you're right.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad you brought it up because that was actually the movie that I was telling you before we started, I have like four or five puzzle pieces, but I wasn't sure about my fifth one. I haven't seen it in so long. It's a great movie, but I didn't know if I really had enough to talk about on it. But, so I'm really glad you brought it up because it definitely did remind me of that, that kind of a friendship, a very specific friendship.
1: Yeah, and I can just talk about anything for however long, Dave. It's kind you're gu- of what you're you good paid at that. to do. There you go. That's why you make <laughs> so, the big you know, bucks. Just tell me <laughs> you need me to fill time, I'll bullshit this whole episode. <laughs>
0: nice. All right. So I'm gonna go with my next one, and I'm gonna jump to TV for a minute for the TV show Girls from HBO. Um, I think again, you know, like I said, the the biggest strength of this movie is the the realness of that friendship between these two girls and i feel like this uh it's got a little bit of that feel of what they were doing on the show girls with the way that they were really kind of capturing the moment for for these kinds of women and the uh some of it feels heightened at times but then when you kind of you know, really dig into it, you're like, no, that that actually probably is what these people would be like if they were if they were friends and they were thrust into this kind of a uh this kind of a situation and the obstacles that are being thrown at them. So I uh I, I thought that there is definitely a little bit of a comparison to be made there to girls.
1: I think that's a good pick and I have a love-hate relationship with girls because I think it almost went like Good season, bad season. Good season, bad season. Totally, like, kind of like Homeland, right? And um, <laughs> when it was good, it was so good. Mm-hmm. But it, when it was bad, it was so bad. There was no in between where that that show. It was either great or horrible. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this the, uh, Hannah Mark seems like she could be the type of creator who could create the next iteration of something like that right i, I so. could totally
0: see that yeah absolutely you said uh you'd seen hannah Marks before i hadn't actually seen her before i don't think in anything maybe she just looks
1: familiar i don't know so yeah well you're the worst you know that that tv show was kind of a uh, uh critically acclaimed and sure. i don't know she just she's she's good though and awkward that's where i know her from so.
0: oh yeah yeah for sure so. well uh yeah. what do you got for your
1: next piece All right, I'm going to go the opposite way on this one. And I want to talk about a, not that these two really battled over the love of someone, but they um, had a respect for each other while still having some type of romantic rivalry, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure. And uh, to me, the best version of that is Rushmore, you know, Uh, forever. Because uh, Mr. Bloom and Max Fisher respect each other so much. That they heightened their war uh, to get the object of their affection to levels uh, unbeknownst to humanity before <laughs> before that film. So I think that's one of the more interesting versions of, I don't even want to call it a love triangle. I want to call it like a battle, you know? Sure, so, yeah. And um, the complications that come along with it because their friendship started first and then it became a situation. Um, and there's just, there's so many complications, so... Rushmore, my second piece of my puzzle.
0: Love it. I think mean, that's a great piece. And uh, yeah, I, I, I love the idea of this. It's it's not quite just a love triangle. I mean, they, they have to set all these rules. They have to they're always on the verge of possibly throwing off their friendship because of this whole situation, but uh, but you know, they persist because there's that love there like we were talking about earlier. I, I like Yeah. That.
1: Yeah, and we've talked, and I, I hope it's not one of your puzzle pieces because I know we've done it before. But and we did it on Awesome Movie Year, also was super bad. But that mm. uh, that relationship between Sarah and Jonah Hill is um, the backbone, and it, it's what makes that movie so lovable. I feel like these two did a, such a great job hannah marks and uh and uh her name is escaping me even though i mentioned it earlier you liana know. Liber- Fe- Li- Liberati, Liberati, that's right yeah there you go um they did such a great job of establishing that bond that they were able to play by the rules and go on trips together and even you know kind of broach subjects that they weren't supposed to and and let it go so um yeah yeah it was great
0: so. absolutely Well, uh, I'll jump to my next piece then, which is a movie I absolutely loved from a few years ago, Ingrid Goes West, Uh, and I think the idea of these two young women uh, forging a relationship that's based on different kinds of secrets, but basically on a secret, in Ingrid's case it's this dark lie that she's... uh, you know, be, behind the scenes of, of the fact that she knows who this girl is and she's following her and, you know, all, all the things that go into that crazy movie. Uh, and in this case, the fact that they have to hide this fact that they're both uh being friends behind the back of the boyfriend. And I think they both go into some really great areas of comedy because of the the secret that their friendship is based on and it really adds to uh the the scenarios that they're able to build out of the uh out of the relationship.
1: I didn't like Ingrid Goes West, I have Ooh. to admit. So, Oh, I love um, that movie. Uh, I thought that there were um, like book smart, so many unearned moments in there, mm. like the forgiving of Ingrid for all the shit that she did, for instance, throughout the movie. But I, I can see what you're saying about creating a relationship under odd specific terms.
0: Sure. Yeah. And I mean, we could have a whole conversation about that ending. Um, I, I don't think it's quite as it seems, but, uh, we'll save that for another time.
1: <laughs> I get, I get what you're saying, but um let's not let's not divulge that. let's let's keep the audience wondering there you go.
0: I like that. All right. what do you got for your next piece?
1: Hey, man. Let's talk about one of the all time great female buddy comedies, Romy and Michelle's High School reunion. Nice, you know we got a we got a <laughs> a relationship that's now ten years later, and they haven't hit the goals they've wanted but they create this kind of world for themselves and when we're talking about style this was a very stylized film um so between that kind of tone style comedy and female friendship that was definitely on my list of a uh, a really interesting movie that again should be revisited here
0: yeah absolutely i was just uh i was just googling it just to see what year it was it was 97 but um was there a sequel to that movie? I don't remember that. There, I think there was
1: a TV show, right? Like, Romy Michelle in the beginning or something like that? Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. I didn't even know that they made that. Interesting. And, yeah, and I, bet you, I
1: bet you that someone tried to do, like, a live stage version of it, too, at some point.
0: That would make a lot of sense, absolutely. <laughs> I could totally see something like that happening. Uh, but, yeah, no, absolutely great piece. And uh, another movie I haven't seen in a million years, but really, really great. Uh, so I will go with my next piece then, which is, uh, the Paul Rudd, Jason Segel comedy. I love you, man, which is, I, I feel like the reason why I wanted to bring this one up is because of how it explores that kind of awkwardness and the complications of making a friend, you know, as an adult basically. And I mean, there are still high school seniors are like getting ready to go off to college in, in uh, in banana split, but they're still basically past that age where it's easy to make a new friend. And so I just thought that it kind of approaches that same kind of struggle of, you know, I'm already this formed person. I already, you know, am who I am. I have all these other friends and to bring someone new into your life and into your mix. I thought it does that in a, uh, in a really great way. And there's so much, so much funny to be, to be found in that kind of a situation.
1: Yeah, that was a great movie. I w I haven't watched it since it came out, but that's a good, that's a good pick that, uh, that just, I wouldn't have uh, thought about it. I really like that. And then, you know, uh, can I make another comparison uh, about these t- two movies? Sure. So um, one thing that I didn't really love about Banana Split was the um, Hannah Marks' younger sister, who's about like 13, and mm. she's just a foul-mouthed little heathen who talks about <laughs> wanting to bang her sister's boyfriend and marry him and all that, Yeah. Um, as opposed to... Uh, um jk simmons character as the supportive dad and i love you man where he's sure. telling andy samberg like <laughs> he's rooting for him to get all the cock that he can and you know he's <laughs> so open and supportive about it it's it's an interesting uh play on two different characters in that realm of open sexualness sexuality i guess
0: I feel like they're both pretty great characters, <laughs> I'll take them both, but I don't definitely JK Simmons I, is a great though.
1: Yeah. We've seen the like young boy, young girl, like with a filthy mouth before. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I I thought everything else was so real in banana split that I was just like, meh, that character doesn't do it for me.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I but can- I love the I love the
1: comparison. I think that's a very good friendship movie. So. Awesome. Well, what do you got next? Um, I'm gonna go with the most fucked up friendship movie of all time, okay? Oh boy. And and again, I'm hearkening back to the 90s, uh, Neil Abutes in the company of men. You ever see this movie? I have not. It's about two male co-workers slash friends who get so fed up with um the opposite sex that they decide to um torment a deaf mute female coworker by dating her and really just mind fucking her the whole time wow and it's a, it's a really <laughs> ballsy gutsy movie i wonder if it could play today
0: <laughs> yeah that sounds a bit rough but it sounds kind of great though it, it sounds insane
1: it, it it was and like and I I thought Neil Labute was going to be like this amazing auteur and you know he did some other things The Shape of Things this and that and like more known as a playwright than a director now but um yeah I don't know we're talking about friendships based out of um, uh, romantic entanglements and this one was really based on that This is the first the first movie I think Aaron Eckhart any of us really saw him in and like. I think he's a really good actor who doesn't really get enough credit a lot of the time,
0: yeah, he kind of he kind of disappeared lately. He's not really in anything ever. I never see him,
1: but yeah, it's great anyway, I try to bring some you know some stuff uh that maybe we haven't seen before to these that's a lot of people haven't seen and i I recommend in the company of men, and uh that might be a good one for us to dissect in a future episode that
0: is true. that could be a good one. I'm actually very interested in watching this. It sounds really yeah, could, great. I could tell
1: by, um, when I was explaining the plot to you, how shocking it sounded to
0: you. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is not like something I've, uh, I've seen before. And that is what I like to see. So
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's, it goes there, man. It really goes there.
0: Awesome. Well, I, uh, I'm out of puzzle pieces, but I had ghost world on my list. So, uh, do you have one other one or
1: yeah, I have one other one and then one from a past episode I'd like to bring up again.
0: Sure. Let's, let's go. So my
1: last one was one of the great surprises I saw in the past few years as a comedy that I didn't think was going to be funny at all. And it's so delightful and funny and um it just works like i think the heart of it works um and it's based on the friendship of uh female main characters which is blockers i loved blockers
0: blockers was so much better than i would have expected it was very fun yeah
1: yeah so and it's about these uh this group of female uh, uh high school female uh students who are trying to all lose their virginity on prom night and their parents have to go out and stop them but they all kind of find their own. The the female leads all find their own truths. You know, one has sex, one doesn't, blah, blah, blah. You figure it out. But I really like the journeys and the honest endings that they all came to. Like, they all didn't just be like, nah, sex is bad. Or, yeah, great, sex is great. You know, like, they all went on their correct journeys, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Blockers and uh, Banana Split, they're they share something in common, even though banana split is more of like an indie comedy really. And blockers is more of that mainstream studio comedy. Uh, they both are things that don't get made too much now because they just don't seem to do very well. It's like you either get these very, very, very cheap comedies or you get, uh, Marvel movies with a lot of jokes in them, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't consider Marvel movies comedies, although exactly the closest one, but, um, yeah, I mean, also, I think that society is still uncomfortable with um females of all ages owning their sexuality and especially females in high school, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's that was the tight rope that blockers had to walk, so
0: for sure, for sure. So you uh, said you had uh, one other thing you wanted to mention?
1: yeah, I did. Um, and we talked about it. Uh, and I think Josh has talked about it too which is probably my all-time favorite uh female buddy movie. Uh we talked about it on BookSmart which was uh Fort Tilden. Have you watched oh, sure. it yet, Dave?
0: I have not. It's on my it's literally on my list of movies to watch. I have a list and it's on it. Uh,
1: I love it so much. I think it's ma- not just a great quote-unquote female buddy comedy but just a great buddy comedy, a great movie about two millennial women and. Brooklyn who can't get their lives together and everything becomes so much bigger and that it has to be. And also I would recommend, um, the people who did Fort Tilden did the, did the, which also could fit into this, uh, did the great TV show search party for two seasons on TBS, which kind of deals with these relationships. And a lot of that are, uh, friendship based. And, um, so yeah, that, that, I just wanted to bring that up again because I champion that film whenever I can, if it makes sense.
0: Speaking of Fort Tilden, uh a movie that I'm pretty sure was used as a puzzle piece uh on the episode uh Never Going Back, which is quite different, but I mean it still has a very, you know, fun, very real feeling uh but a different kind of relationship at the middle uh of of millennial women.
1: Yeah, I think so. And then I know there uh, on my list which which I haven't watched, but again, our friend Josh told us about his uh This little weird French Canadian movie called Slut in a Good Way, um, (laughs) which is, um, again, about three young women and their relationships. And it's probably um, everything that yoga hosers should have been. But as we all know, Kevin Smith can't make good movies anymore.
0: I think when we uh, start talking about yoga hosers, that's the time to wrap it up. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah. uh so let's do the finished puzzle and then we'll get into any closing thoughts. The finished puzzle for Banana Split includes Book Smart, of course, as well as Superbad. Uh Up, Ghost World, Girls, Rushmore, Ingrid Goes West, Romeo Michelle's High School Reunion, I Love You Man, In the Company of Men, Blockers. Fort Tilden search party and never going back. Add all those in there as well. So uh, yeah, I, I think we pretty much covered it. Do you have any like closing thoughts about the movie that you wanted to
1: uh, throw out there? I think this is one that's gone under the radar. Should have been a bigger um, hit, but I mean, I get it. They're not big stars or whatnot. I don't know why it hasn't gotten more acclaim. But I, uh, these are the fun hidden gems you can find. You know that are worth seeking out.
0: Yeah, and and I would just just to add on to that, and I don't want to pile on uh, our our book smart criticism, which everybody knows how much the two of us didn't like it. But I really feel like this is the movie that should have gotten all the buzz. You know, th- this I think is so. Such yeah. a better, such a better movie, such a funnier movie, and uh, great performances. And yeah, I, I hope I hope people who. Apparently loved Booksmart because there's a lot of people out there who did. Uh, will seek this movie out because it is definitely something to watch. It's it's great. So uh, Jason, do you have another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Yeah,
1: I'll give you. I'll give you some Dave. I got something I watched recently that like I think is so below the radar, and I wish I, I just like it's so good and not in the way that you expect. Hey, how do you feel about Super Troopers, Dave? Uh, I love Super Troopers. Cool. So Broken Lizard, that's how most people know or came to know of the Broken Lizard comedy troupe and everything? Sure. Yeah. Did you know they, have you ever seen the movie they made before that? I
0: own it and have never watched it.
1: <laughs> Shame. Shame, Dave. Shame. I watched Puddle Cruiser about a week ago. And it's not as broad or wacky as what we've come to expect from the Broken Lizards, true. But it fit. It's one of these really good '90s college movies that are based in reality, but also funny. What a delightful little film! I told I. It's great.
0: All right, I maybe I have to finally freaking watch this movie. It's it's sitting on my shelf and just never got around to it so that's gonna have to happen uh,
1: yeah let me know what you think but i think you know we all want to be completists of uh our major figures gotta watch every scorsese and every spike lee and and every broken lizards movie but uh there you go yeah i think this is um uh this this is a really good piece they did a really good job and you know, not all of it, uh, works perfectly, but you can see that, uh, the, the talents there for, um, what, what the future held for them.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, right on, man. Uh, why don't you tell some people about awesome movie year and what else you got going on?
1: Yeah. If you haven't heard it, uh, it's, uh, as we've mentioned, I guess he's like our, uh, I mean, really we've given him too many shout outs on this show already, but, uh, it's, film critic Josh Bell and myself, and Dave produces it and also is a uh, valuable member of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Each season, we break down a uh, year as to why it was an awesome movie year. Uh, We are currently in season four. We've already completed 1994, 2007, 1989, and now we're in 1996. And each episode focuses on a different film and a different like categorization of, the, of that film. So we all always do the best picture winner, you know, we'll always choose a box office bomb or a foreign film, um, you know, and, 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 um, and we'll always choose like a cult classic. So some of them like are picked for us, like, you know, the best, best picture, or you know, bo- biggest box office hit, but then some of them we each have a personal choice in there. Um, usually the cult classics become very fun as, Anyone who listened to Gleaming the Cube can tell you, and uh, yeah. we disagree on a lot of things, which I think is important.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Now I'm having a great time with this new season of it, and uh and I even get my own pick nowadays, don't I?
1: You earned it, buddy. We're glad, <laughs> you know. We're we're glad. So I would I would say uh we would love any feedback on it, and we're happy with uh how it's growing, and uh, we appreciate that. So. That's our uh, other little venture here.
0: Right on. What about your uh, comedy stuff? What do you got going on there?
1: Uh, I'm in quarantine, Dave. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually. I, I don't even know if I should say that. I'm, I, as you know, we're. I'm trying to write a movie that we could film all in quarantine, which is uh, was the toughest idea that I could think of, and now we're seeing good pieces of art come out in quarantine with SNL and the uh, Parks and Rec special the other night. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't have really any real interest in doing these um, like Zoom shows. But I might do one this weekend just to just to check it off the list. So.
0: Yeah, right. You gotta. It's got to be done. You you already joined TikTok, so that's next. I never joined
1: TikTok. That is a <laughs> dirty lie. I that's a lie.
0: <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks uh, as always for doing the show, and we will uh, we will get you back for a missing pieces soon for sure.
1: Sounds good. Uh, Although I'm not on TikTok, you can still follow my Vine. Hey, I'm Josh Bell. I'm Jason Harris. Hey, Josh, we're friends in real life, but we're also co-hosts on this new podcast called Awesome Movie Year, where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies. And do a deep dive looking at movies, including The Best Picture Winner, The Biggest Movie at the Box Office, Future Cult Classics, and more. Including The Biggest Flop. And this season we're doing 1994. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're all over the web as well Got Awesome Movie Year on all the socials and awesomemovieyear.com. So please like us, subscribe. And uh, if you do like us, give us a five-star rating because we love you.
0: All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Banana Split, and I hope you went and watched Banana Split because, like I said, it is a great movie and a little under the radar. I also probably should have mentioned in the uh, the intro that this is not the Banana Split, that wacky horror movie with the uh, the classic Hanna Barbera characters, but uh, that's another interesting movie. Didn't like it quite as much as Banana Split, but uh, it's, it's kind of fun. So uh, that does it for today. And uh, as always, I want to remind you, please make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all these movies and a whole lot more. So uh, that does it for this week. We got these two great episodes, but we have a bunch more coming your way. Uh, There's some episodes that have been sitting in our Patreon for a while that are about to finally hit the main feed, uh, Greed, and also uh, Gretel and Hansel, but... Aside from those, we also have a whole lot of other episodes, including more uh, Missing Pieces episodes and more regular Piecing It Together episodes. So lots coming your way in the coming weeks. So thank you, as always, for listening. Also make sure to check out Awesome Movie Year. We are in the middle of Season 4 and lots of great stuff happening over there, too. So make sure to check it out. So that does it. I'm going to leave you guys with a piece of music. And you know what? I'm going to play you something from my most recent album. It's called Beater, Original Motion Picture Soundtrack. just came out a couple months ago. And this, if you haven't heard about it before, is a collection of music from films that I have done the score for, uh, all from the same production company, uh, Free Your Mind Films, same director, Chris Johnson. And the track I'm going to play you is called My Love, which was from a film called To Cherish the Time. And so, uh, yeah, this is a piece from a film, which is also from this album, Beater Original Motion Picture Soundtrack, which is available on iTunes, as well as to stream on Spotify and all those uh, digital music services out there. So enjoy it. Go check out the rest of the album if you like it. And we'll be back with more Piecing It Together next week.